Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Clark. Just for a moment of your time, I want to talk to you about something that's near and dear to my heart. It's called a distraction. <laughs> you know, those things that set us apart, distract us from the things that the Lord wants us to do. So I was thinking about this, and I wanted to be able to just do a real quick talk about this right now. So distraction is something that takes your attention away from what you're supposed to be doing. A distraction comes from the Latin word apart and terry, which means to drag. So distraction is when you're dragged away or dragged apart from a task. And so many things that we could be so successful in if it wasn't for distractions. These distractions keep us away from obtaining and retaining our goals. In the Bible, the word distraction doesn't appear very often. Just a few examples we know about Martha, how she was distracted by much serving in Luke chapter 10, 4 to 40. The word used here in the Greek literally means to drag all around, to draw away and to be driven away about mentally. And she was so concerned about the cares and trying to make sure that everything was right. She forgot. She was completely distracted from the meaning of the master being there. Often that's what a distraction can feel like. We're being drawn away from a purpose and unable to focus. In 1 Corinthians 7.35, New King James, And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. See, sometimes we think that when people are trying to keep us away from something, and, you know, they, they think we're trying to put a leash on them or trying to hinder them from fulfilling their, go their goal. That's what for 1 Corinthians 7.35 is saying says, and this I say of my, for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. So the word here in the Greek means without distraction or the opposite, which is full devotion. Paul is instructing people about marriage and saying that things of this world can distract us from being fully devoted. I want you to think about Samson for a minute. You read about Samson in Judges 13, 16. What you will find is a man who had a destiny and let his relationship distract him from his purpose. Samson's identity was established in God and his Nazarite vow was a part of who Samson was, which was he will not cut his hair. It's important to remember that who you are, your identity, always be a point of attack from the enemy. Samson was no different. The key part of his vow was constantly challenged by Delilah. She continued to distract Samson from his identity and convinced him to give away his secret. I mean, that's how cunning the enemy is. You know, he is so patient that he'll take his time distracting us little by little. It's like the, it's like the, uh, the drop of water on a big boulder with time and consistency, it will eventually break. Here we find in David, you'll find in the Bible that there's a number of people that were distracted by relationships. That was David's biggest problem. Lust and sexuality is a massive distraction for many people. And David was no different. In David's story, however, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, In the spring at the time when kings go off to war, 
David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Amorites and besieged Rabbath, but David remained in Jerusalem. See, David was king, and his responsibility was to be at war with his men. Instead, he stayed in Jerusalem, and because he was there, it created an opportunity for him to be distracted. I don't believe it was the first time he had been up on the roof, and he probably knew exactly who Bathsheba was because her friend Yura was in David's army, a leader in David's army. David got distracted and then made the situation worse. He murdered to cover up his mistake, the very husband and whom he had fallen with. When we get distracted and make decisions, we're out of position and try to cover up rather than go to God for forgiveness and for help. These other examples, we know Eve was distracted by the serpent. We know about Martha, also distracted, paid no attention to Jesus. Distraction comes in three basic forms. There are numbers of different manifestations for distractions, but they essentially come in, th- in these three forms. In John chapter 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it full and in abundance. Distraction you, see what, what distracts you from your identity, your identity will constantly be challenged because the enemy knows if he can convince you of something other than who you are in Christ, he'll get you off course. Speed you up or slow you down. Times in the kingdom, the kingdom of God is critical. To most things, often distraction comes in areas because we are impatient. The enemy, however, will also try to get us to act too soon or not soon enough out of fear or insecurity. And then the last one is present you with a counterfeit. This is a big distraction. Often right at the point of breakthrough, the enemy will try to distract us with a counterfeit. And basically the, the fake and not the reality. It will look like the perfect job, the perfect relationship, the perfect outcome or an answer. But all of these things will also involve a compromise like dating a non-Christian or taking a job that moves you away from what God is doing in your life. So what is it that we need to do to stay away from being distracted? Here's what I, need, here's what I do. I put my trust in the Lord and in Him. My confidence is in Him and all the things that I do. And when the enemy comes in and tries to distract me, sometimes I have to push back. Sometimes I don't have to react. I've learned not to react. I've learned to act. There's not a book in the Bible called react, but there is a book in the Bible called act. So I want to encourage you to do something. If you find yourself reacting to anybody, reacting to a person's decision, person's personal influence, even though it may look like it's going to get you where you want to go, you need to stop what you're doing right there. You need to go before God. You need to remind yourself that your trust is only in him and you ask him, what is it you're supposed to continue to do? And don't let the enemy distract you from what your purpose is because God has a big purpose for you. And all the enemy wants to do, you know, he doesn't want you so much to hit your mark. He doesn't try to get you completely off the mark. He just has to distract you long enough to where you'll miss the mark. And you won't get it at the exact time and the purpose and the moment in which God intended it for it to be. Now, if you find yourself distracted, I want us to pray together. And I want us to believe that the Lord's going to do something to transform you so that way you will not be distracted any longer. And you'll be able to accomplish and succeed 
and those things that the Lord has for you. Let's pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, I ask you, give me patience. Allow me to walk in your love and your grace and your mercy. And I know that you are my God and you have chosen me to do this project and this job. And Lord, I don't want to be distracted anymore. I want to be completely set free from all distractions. So Father, remind me to put my trust in you for you care for me. Even though it looks like I'm having a challenge and, I'm, and I may need help to get this job done, really all I need is your guide and your direction. Father, I thank you for this right now. Empower me and encourage me that I will not be distracted and I'll be focused and committed to get it done, even if I have to be patient to see it through. Lord, I thank you for this right now, that you continue to protect me from all distractions. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <laughs> the battle is won with that simple prayer, less than 60 seconds long. So I encourage you, if you have to, rewind this and be able to do that prayer one more time. Guys, I love you all so much. I thank you so much for your time. I pray that this has become a blessing to you. I hope to be able to do more of these uh, on a daily basis and get them out to you. I encourage you today. I want you to go take on the day and recognize that the Lord is with you. The Lord wants to see you through. I'm looking forward to seeing you every Sunday morning, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. Come on over to Senate Church, 4801 North Cage Boulevard in the city of Far, Texas. Far is spelled P-H-A-R-R. You can visit us online at centerchurchfarr.com and we're live on every broadcast. I'm Pastor Clark. Would love to hear from you. Message me there on the website. I love you guys greatly. Till next time, remember, Jesus is Lord. God bless.